the things that sometimes make us incapable is our minds. How we think about it. Like, that's why threats are so big because it's how we think about it, right? Sometimes threats can be great ideas, right? That one great idea, we we do it all the time at CAU. We come up with a great idea, we uh, we throw it around, we get all excited about it, and then someone says, you know what? Maybe we should table that. Maybe we shouldn't do it right now. Right. Because if we did it right now, it's a distraction to what we're already doing. You see what I'm saying? Threats show up in every aspect of our lives y'all every aspect of our lives you have to be able to have a great sense a great awareness of who you are have a great knowledge of how you can change the dynamic or change the perspective of your distraction so that you can leverage yourself in a way to be able to get to where you want to go. That, that's plain and simple. Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation Podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best-selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. most of your time with our clients right yeah, yeah and is that is is that what you're doing just knocking down those distractions identifying mm. knocking them down right sharing perspectives what i found is more powerful is not for me to tell you that that distraction is not a distraction but to create a dialogue with you so that eventually you come upon the fact that the distraction is not a distraction. I want it to be your idea. Because sure. if it's my idea, right. that's easy for Dre to say. Right. That's easy for Rochelle to say. Right. That's easy for Marquel to say. Right. Because many times people don't understand that the same things we're talking them through, we had we had to be talked through. <laughs> right? Several times. Right? 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 Because we didn't learn it the first time. Bingo. And we had to do it again. Right? Bingo. Yeah. Or at the time, we weren't equipped or knowledgeable enough to be able to navigate through it on our own. So we had to have someone to help us identify how we can navigate it, right? Yep. You know what I'm saying? You, you, when you were first born, few months old, nine months old, 10 months old, 11 months old, and you first started trying to walk, right. you bust your behind a lot. Yeah. And people saw you bust your behind and then what they do? What did Auntie Rochelle do? Right? Auntie Rochelle picked that baby up by their hands. You know how we get them to grab onto our fingers. On the fingers. Right? We yeah. stand right behind them. Right? Yep. And allow them 
to start to walk. It's the same exact thing. That's why most people walk in this world because they had someone to be able to help stabilize them. That's my only role is to help stabilize our clients mentally so that they can do, look, we work with doctors. We work with lawyers. The two individuals that built this company are a high school dropout and a college dropout. (laughs) And on a daily basis, we're working with people that from a paper book standpoint are way more educated than us. Sure. Way more educated, right? Way more knowledgeable in their particular expertise. And we put this thing before them, this challenge of building a business, which they most definitely can do. Absolutely. Because all you have to do is learn something and do it it repeatedly. Right. Yeah. You've mastered, you've done for 16 years in some cases. You've done for a majority of your life. Of your life. No matter what you think about, no matter what you think about, you learned it first and you repeated it. That's why you don't see anyone bend down to tie their shoes at 35 and be like, dang, which rabbit ear do I put the other rabbit ear over? Because you've been doing it for 30 some odd years. Sure. Right? Right. So, but the thing is, it's not the repeated activity that takes people out of the game. It's having the wherewithal to repeat the activity. All of us are capable of learning, capable of doing the things that sometimes make us incapable is our minds. How we think about it. That's why threats are so big because it's how we think about it, right? Sometimes threats can be great ideas, right? Yeah. That one great idea, we, we do it all the time at CAU. We come up with a great idea. We uh, we throw it around. We get all excited about it. And then someone says, you know what? Maybe we should table that. Maybe we shouldn't do it right now. Right. right. Because if we did it right now, it's a distraction to what we're already doing. Right. You see what I'm saying? Threats show up in every aspect of our lives, y'all. Every aspect of our lives. You have to be able to have a great sense, a great awareness of who you are. Have a great knowledge of how you can change the dynamic or change the perspective of your distraction so that you can leverage yourself in a way to be able to get to where you want to go. That that's plain and simple. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, well, it's no wonder that you know I'm going to brag for a minute that uh, at CAU we have a seventy plus percentage graduation rate. That we have uh, crazy off the chart MPS scores. You know, better than Apple, better than Nordstrom, better than than big companies out there. Um, and that we have so many success stories, pound for pound, over a billion 
dollars in revenue from our clients. Hey, that's billion with a B. With a B. And 99.9% right? of our clients look like me and Rochelle. Let's make, let, let, let's. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. And, and folks, you know, who were never should have made it, had every obstacle, had, you know, grew up any story you want, we got any one. Any story of you want, we got <laughs> one for it. For sure. We got one for you for of, sure. a, of a non-traditional route that are killing it. And they're killing it because they do see, um, they hear your flaws, supposedly, yeah. or your bumps, yeah. and they see how you made it. And so yeah. they are inspired by you, Mr. Gaskin. They uh, love you. Uh, they're afraid to look in your eyes, though. They are. <laughs> That's the truth. Like, we go, don't look in his eyes. Do not look in Andre's eyes. <laughs> they because are. he's going to break you there. Um, but help breaking over those distractions. Thank you so much for listening to my passion project and the Million Dollar Equation podcast. Of what you're hearing if you like it i love it <laughs> so click the subscribe button to get each week your new favorite episode tell me tell me andre who was your absolute favorite favorite client not the you know ideal client eh. Who's your favorite over the years? Man, it's um, a great question. So, you can have a couple. Okay. I would say, um, Pick a man in the wall. Okay. And do that. First of all, my favorite type of clients are clients that just refuse to fail. Right. Right. No matter what they're going through, not like they refuse to fail. They're gonna execute if it's not working the right way. Like they're gonna figure it out, whatever the case may be. Hella high water, I'm gonna make this work. The clients that have the proper perspective that understand that in their professional world there was probably a time where they started entry level and got to the position that they were and the time in between there was years and so they understand that they're not going to jump right into business and totally you know, turn their entire life around in a few days, but it's going to take time, just like their growth um, through the corporate sector took time. I love people like that. Um, my favorite client, if I had to name them, one would be Danielle Graves, right? Um, and the other one would be Mike Williams. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, Danielle Graves came through our program at a time where I 
probably shouldn't have been client facing. Um, my grandma had just passed. My grandfather passed two weeks before. Um, and she was in the program going through some challenges when it came to certain aspects of our program. And she had some phenomenal questions. She, she had some roadblocks. She had some, some, some things she was working through. And one day on a coaching call, I absolutely let her have it for no reason. For no reason. Sidebar, you don't have to be perfect in this life or in business but you have to be willing to improve, right? So I let her have for no reason. I didn't, I didn't do anything that I usually do. When I told you all at the beginning of the call that I listened, like, you know, I, I didn't listen to her. I listened to enough for me to respond and then I pounced on her like a lion in the Sahara chasing the antelope. Right? The reason why she's my favorite is because she not only overcame that in order to build the business that she's building right now, but her level of forgiveness allowed her to actually become a member of my team under my leadership. That's bananas. <laughs> yeah. That's bananas. And guess what? I didn't even realize that she was the same person until months later when she reminded me of what happened. And I almost, like, I've been apologizing to her ever since. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But my favorite clients, right? It didn't happen for her immediately. She didn't, she didn't know exactly the lane she wanted to fill immediately, yeah. right? The leads didn't flow for her like she wanted them to immediately. The sales didn't come immediately. The ideal clients didn't come immediately, but she always knew that they would come eventually. Yeah. yeah. And she tweaked, she made changes, she remained coachable. And not only is she one of our prize clients when it comes to the success that she's created in her own business, yeah. but she's also a dynamic coach inside of CAU, yeah. assisting me in helping our clients achieve wins on a daily basis. Yeah. So that's, that's Coach D. Um, coach Mike. Coach Mike is the person that I say went from uncoachable to coachable in one conversation, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, Mike was like most clients who have a little bit of expertise. They already think like, okay, I'm, I'm hearing what he's saying, right? But I already know what to do. I already know that I, I, I can do it this way. Right. I just needed this little bitty thing that they offer. But yeah. the rest of this, I already know how to do. Yeah. yeah. And he got on, on a coaching call one day. 
Um, we have a particular formula for how we set up Facebook ads. And um, he didn't, by the way, you can find that formula. You can learn more about that formula by going to paydadplaybook.com. Yeah. <laughs> right? So he gets on the culture call. And he's like, hey man, but like my convert, my conversions, my leads, they that's not flowing the way you know I think they should be. He just got started and things. And I was like, okay, show your screen, let me see your number. Nothing we told Mike to do was what Mike did. Right. And so uh on the call, I say so my language was a little bit more colorful on the call, but I was like, hey, so you just do what the hell you want to do, huh? And this is a man talking to another grown man. And the word I used was the F-bomb. So you just do what the F you want to do. Yeah. This isn't a one-on-one -on -one call. This is a group call, right? So now imagine, man to man, you know we men fight for less. <laughs> For real, for real. Men fight for less, right? And so the brother was cool, quiet, and collective like he is, right? And he was like, all right, well, what do I need to do? Switched it up, made our adjustments. And again, Mike was another guy that it didn't happen immediately. He made a couple of changes to his target audience before he really found a niche he could work in. Yeah. Right. And now only now, not and once he found a niche that could work, he tried to grow too fast. Yeah. We remember that, right? He tried to grow too, he'll tell you, right? He almost killed his business trying to go too fast. Corrected himself, listened to coaching, probably talked to everybody he could, Rochelle, myself, Marquel, like whoever would listen, he was trying to talk to him, right? took his coaching, adjusted things the way he adjusted things. N again, not only getting clients on demand, but he's a part of he's a part of the coaching staff as well, right? right. Handpicked to solely work on individuals, our clients that come through the pipeline with their Facebook ads. The same things he did himself, right? <laughs> He now is doing inside the CAU and in his own business. And, and the thing I love about Mike is being able to keep all of those things under control. He's a cop, right? He's a husband. He's all these different things, but he's able to keep compartmentalize and keep those things under control in order to be what he needs to be, the best version of what he needs to be in each of those moments when he's called upon. So those would be two of my favorite clients. Um, I got a feeling once people see this podcast episode, they're yeah. gonna start hitting me up like, oh, I'm not your favorite client. Right. Oh, I'm not your favorite client. Right. Oh, I'm not your favorite client. So I can, I can only imagine. Um, and you told me what bro said, he went the safe way. He went the safe way. He went the safe route. But um, those would be my favorite clients. Hey you, we are so grateful that you are part of MDE Nation. Are you enjoying this episode? Let me know what you think, especially if you have a question. I would love to answer it personally. You can go to RochelleShaw.com forward slash podcast 
to get more information about each episode or to be reminded of the MDE weekly assignment and so much more. Go to rochelleshaw.com forward slash podcast. Well, you know, I get that all the time because I always say, you know, that you're my favorite and then bro gets mad and I have to be like, no, 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 you're my favorite. Uh, 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 uh. So I have lots of favorites. Yeah. Yeah. You, and you can have that, right? You can have lots of favorites. So, um, but if you're talking about those two, I feel embody what we're all about at Klein Klein and Traction University. And that is development. Yeah. Right? You That's don't true. become a successful business owner. No. You develop into a successful That's business true. owner. Think about business just like you think about sports. Yep. You would never tell your six-year-old, no. you can be in the NBA now. Right. You can be in the NFL now. Right. You can be in the MLB now. You can be on the Olympic volleyball team now. You right. no, you no, you no. cannot. Right. You can aspire to be that now. Correct. But you have to develop into that. Right. And you're not and, gonna do it in 12 weeks. No, you're not. So let's just let's just be clear. Let's just be clear. <laughs> let's right. just be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I get them all so, the time, you know. Oh, Rochelle, you know, well, I thought I'd have a million dollars. When did you think when did you think that? Right. You thought it'd be done after 12 weeks? After you read my book? Are you kidding me? Like, are you what? kidding? Right. What are we talking about? Yes, right. I, I was able to synthesize right. it into, right. you know, 168 pages. Right. But each page, each page was, some of them was 10 years. Right. So right. that I could get this concept so that I could communicate it yeah. in one page to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Like, what do you what are you talking about? People people don't understand that don't. their business is working on them. Yes. As they're working on the business. Absolutely. As and somebody I, when I when I was right. So many of them get caught up in, in, in you know, like the microwave ain't fast enough for them. Right. 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 I'm like, we didn't even have a microwave when I was little. Yeah. I mean, I know you can see some of the gray. Like we had to put it in the oven. That was 25 yeah. minutes. And then you had to smell it in the right. oven, getting warmed up. We used to be like, is it ready? No. Right. It's only been in there five minutes, but I smell. Yeah. We won't. We, 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 uh, uh, the biggest mistake that I see, or the biggest, I think, thing in the marketplace that I see that we definitely need to do the work to change over time. And I feel like I'm an advocate for it. Not just an advocate for it, but I feel like I've like I've been called to spearhead this movement. Yes. Is like getting away from hot pocket wealth. Yeah. Right. So my so my my favorite. So when I used to eat hot pockets, yeah. right? Uh, and Armand's my son's favorite hot pockets are um, the pepperoni pizza hot pockets. Yeah. Right. And he loves them, but every time he eats one, he'll tell you it don't taste like real pizza, <laughs> right? Because real pizza tastes a little bit more time. Right. You gotta make the dough. Yes. Right. You gotta wait for that dough to rise. 
right? right? Then you gotta knead the dough out, yeah. right? Then you gotta chop up all your different vegetables, your pepperoni, your all that. You gotta chop, grate your cheese up, right? Yes. Then you gotta put it on, then you gotta put it in that oven, right? That oven takes a while. Yeah. Like a, a like the brick ovens, the real brick ovens, real pizza, right? right? It right. takes a while. Then you gotta go in there and spin it around and turn, like, we don't wanna do the process. No. We just want something that tastes a little bit like yeah. what we're used to. So we're good with hot pocket wealth. Yep. But hot pocket wealth is a couple thousand dollars. If you want to make a couple thousand dollars, you can do that without us. Right. You can do that on a hustle. You can do that on the block. I'm not telling nobody to go sell drugs, but right. I am saying. But, but yeah, you can definitely- You can find money. multiple ways to make a few thousand dollars a week, a month. That's why I tell them to go on and, and get on the, you know, just uh, go drive. Yeah, yeah, Uber, right, 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 right. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> but if you really wanna make legacy altering wealth, if you wanna have a legacy altering impact, actually I should say that the other way around because people don't understand the wealth comes from the impact. Right. The impact, I mean, the wealth doesn't create the impact. The impact creates the wealth. A lot of times we don't want to be put, put in a position to be of impact because we feel like we're inadequate because we don't have the wealth. Right. For everyone that made an impact, made an impact before they had the wealth. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. But so many don't, you know, they, they think that the money, like even when I rebuilt back my million dollar business, mm -hmm. I didn't even know it. Like, I didn't even know. It was it was September, right? And mm -hmm. I looked to see how much I had deposited in the bank. It was 947. I was like, wait, what? Wait. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know it because it was more about that serving part, right? Um, I'm not gonna lie, at the that the hundred million, that the three million a month, I knew that because I was paying attention. Right. right. But it was also my goal is just to make the money. It wasn't right. to serve. Right? Nah, right. But when I changed it to serve, mm -hmm. I had no idea. Um, had no idea. But that's wealth in abundance. You know. That's wealth in abundance. And then you you sleep better. Absolutely. Right? Because And I always trip out, Rochelle, and we laugh about this, right? But I always trip out because people, it's like, what, how do you believe you're gonna make a million dollars? Like, totally in a vacuum, yeah. easy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah, yeah. That, like, what? No. You know what I'm saying? And then, some people don't even know like what they ask for. They don't even know what that looks like. Like, right. if you just make a million dollars flat out, but you don't have an accountant to help you keep a majority of that, you giving that all back to Uncle Sam anyway. Well, that's eventually, <laughs> right? You, you know, you may not immediately, but right. eventually, and you sh you got to hope that when it's time to pay him, that you still have some left. Right. Because you don't realize what it looks like. You know, I tell, mm -hmm. I tell folks all the time, you know, it, you getting 20,000 a month would change your life. 
change your whole life. Right, consistently? Consistently. Because once you get a house and a car, now you just feeding your vices. Right. Listen. So so let's just really talk about like yeah. what this is and your vices are the biggest distractions because you don't feel worthy, you're not you know, all these other crazy things right. that come up. Um but I I, I uh <laughs> you know they never really know what it is and you won't know till you did it. That's why I always it. like to like to be around to go, oh, you didn't think it was gonna be that way, you know. Okay, well, yeah, this is what it looks like on right. this other side. You've just right. made this this an oasis, this panacea, right? Right. This this this, this unrealistic thing because it yeah. seems so far off. Right, unrealistic expectations. The funniest thing is when we have clients that first come in and they say, "Oh, I want to build a seven-figure business," right? Yep. We help them out. We work with them. They get to about that two hundred k, and they're like, "You know what?" If I'm being honest, yeah, I can just I'm stay here. here. Yeah. yeah, I can just I can just stay here. How yeah. do I how I how do I sustain 250k a year? Yeah, right. Yeah. Whole yeah. different conversation now. Whole different. Well, because you know how much they think that they need is nowhere near how much you actually really need. You actually need. And you just create these big big things that just don't even make sense. But Andre, we could go on and on. We could go on and on. Forever. And I know I'm in the middle of, of I, I forced you to come do this today. Oh, I, um, listen, I love, first of all, it's, it's funny you say you did the interview with Marquel on a Sunday. And then like, you know, I don't do nothing on Fridays, right? So just the fact that, oh, like we, listen, like we'll, we'll block off the calendar for OG. You know what I'm saying? This has been an honor. This is the best way to spend my Friday is with you just doing what we do anyway. Look at that. <laughs> just shooting the shit, right? Yeah. I love you for free. Love and you I for free as well. To know that. You know, <laughs> I love you. You you have you can have whatever you want from me. You know that. At any I appreciate time. you, OG. I appreciate at, you. At any time, at any time. Hey y'all, um, my good friend Andre Gaskins.